talk to you in a while. Yeah, it was a kind of a long two days there, huh? A couple days. <laughs> a lot going on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah, how are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, just trying to survive out here in the Chi-Town. Yeah, I know it's tough out there. Fucking no uh, winter came overnight, like it always does. Are you guys freezing cold? Oh, yeah, we went from, like, in the 40s, 50s, couldn't believe it was December, to... Man, I can't believe that wind is just going through everything like that. <laughs> Bone chilling, right, man? Oh, God, to the core. You guys are supposed to go through some sort of, like, a Arctic blast. Yeah, we do every year. Yeah, it happens every year. I know. I was there for the last two of them or whatever, two ago. Uh, but this one is supposed to be a big deal. It's supposed to, like, it's going to be down in, like, the 40s in Florida, I think. Oh, no. I know. Global cooling. <laughs> Dude, you want to hear something that happened to me that never happened to me before? I can't wait. Yes, absolutely. Uh, went to go bowling last night. hey oh, All right. Very nice. I figure that's, pretty, that's a pretty innocent uh, ordeal, right? I can only imagine where this is leading. I can't just, wait. I mean, I'm just saying, you think like, all right, you and your girl, you're just going to go. You're going to grab a lane. Everything, you know, I'm just, just going <laughs> to go bowling, man. Have a couple beers, maybe a pizza. <laughs> Sure, yeah. Right? I knew we were in trouble the minute we walked in the door and we got stopped by this extremely large man, ur- urban fellow. Oh, excellent. Uh, with, a, with the metal detecting wand. Oh, yeah. Who proceeded to wand us both down. Okay. Make sure we don't have weapons. Yeah, that's not the greatest sign <laughs> heading into uh, one of these scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then you can imagine what the crowd was like in this bowling alley. I have a, I have an image. I'm not going to say it out loud, but we can all have use our own imaginations here. And it was just, it was unbelievable, dude. It was really just a, an unbelievable ordeal. Is this a local neighborhood place, or what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of on the edge of the of the good neighborhoods, right yeah. by the tracks. Okay, and you cross the tracks, and it's uh-huh. really bad. All right. And it's like, I guess apparently all these people started coming to this bowling alley. <laughs> and man, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, 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 it's been bothering me all night, like all night. And then in the morning, it's like, you know, dude, we bowled one game and then got the fuck out. Really? Right? Okay. Because it just, it was getting worse and worse. Wow. They're like, they're just, they're, they're taking over like, I don't know. They have no like self awareness or like no like oh these people are playing on this lane so let's stay out of their way, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've and and oh this. this little area is for the balls of both lanes. Maybe us putting twenty balls on there isn't <laughs> isn't a good idea, right? Sure, yeah. Like we got to share, right? Absolutely. Common so just, sensibilities that we used to all abide by that we've seemed to have forgotten. But here's what bothered me. is like it was very obvious because the group that was next to us didn't want us there. And then this other group came in and they were sitting on the other side of us. And it was clear that the two groups knew each other. Oh, yeah. And so they just acted just, just, just unbelievably rude and inconsiderate. Sure. And uh, so we just got out. And all I could think is leaving is like, you guys, you guys won. Right, that's a win for you, because 
the white people just left, right? <laughs> sure. Left. You, you won. I guess. You, you, I guarantee you they laughed about it, and they were loving it, and it's fun, fun for them. It's like, but this place used to be a great bowling alley, and right now it's run down to shit, and they're having to wand people to come in here. And looking around, everybody else like me has come here, had a similar experience, and is no longer coming. Right? Yes, so, I'm, I'm going to go to the bowling alley where they don't check me for weapons. And not only that, I'm going to go to a bowling alley <laughs> where when you start acting a certain way, they're going to ask you to leave. Sure. Right? But yes. They can't, even, they can't do that here because you would be asking the entire place to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There has been a breakdown in common at, like, you know, ways to live amongst each other that we used to abide by, these rules, unspoken rules, that no longer work. No, they're still there, just not in certain communities, man. And the, my whole point, what's been really bothering me is like, okay, you guys won last night, but guess what? We're going to go bowling again next week. Guess where we're going to go? We're going to go to Arlington Heights. There you go. Right? Absolutely. And... Did you guys really win in the long run, or did you just really make it terrible for your community? Ultimately, the community loses. So you may have won the battle here, young fellas, but you've lost the war. You're losing the war. There's a reason. That's why when you guys start coming into the neighborhoods, you know, businesses start closing. People start leaving. Right? Well, yeah, you have an increase in crime, too. Crime rates are uh, going through the roof in certain areas, and then at the same time, you're defunding the police. People don't want to work in those communities. People don't want to open up businesses in those communities. I just think uh, you're setting yourself up for a bad scenario, and just uh, you're going to run down your community. That's all I really like. You guys ruined bowling. <laughs> ruined bowling. You ruined bowling, dude. You gotta, I mean, you gotta see that. I don't even want to talk about it. It's terrible. You ruined bowling. <laughs> Just be civilized in the bowling alley. Can we get some civilization in the bowling alley? Well, like, I can't help but think this, to me, comes back to something that you experienced coming out here to Denver, uh, flying, and something Emma and I have experienced quite a bit. We've had to fly a lot this past year and a half, and the big change in traveling is... The ignorant assholes who decide to get up once the plane lands and fill the hallway, who are oh, and they're gonna get out from first, the right? back because of why, yeah because why you, not? We used to live in a society though where everyone sat there and politely waited their turn, like yeah. civilized humans. And it was now an agreement that we are sharing this space, and together. we didn't have to argue about it. No, it was never a fist fight. It was accepted universally. It didn't matter what culture you came from. We would all sit patiently and wait our turn. And, and remember, you would act up as a kid and be like, why do we have to wait? And your parent would explain it to you. Teach you. And you would learn. That's right. And then you would do that on your own when you were older. So now, man, and you, you know, you're telling me about bowling alleys. Not surprised, dude. I mean, did it take this long to get to bowling alleys? Look at the shit that's been going on on these flights for the last few years. Pete, the the standards that have held the fabric of our society together that were unspoken truths and rules have completely disintegrated. You could see it on the road. You can, yeah, see, you can it see it everywhere. You're right. On the plane. You see it in the grocery store. And, and you know what it is? It's because we've given these minority groups this this incredible sense of entitlement. Well, or you should be allowed to do whatever you want 
We act however you want. We rewarded the victims. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now we have silenced those who follow the rules in order to appease the victims in our culture. And now the victims, man, are just stomping all over the rules. They're the bullies now. They're the fucking bullies. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. And so, dude, I'm telling you, we've been witnessing this breakdown in all the little areas of our lives where when we grew up, there were just norms of society that everyone agreed upon that and it just didn't, it was irregardless of your gender identification or your race or ethnic background. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, well, screw your norms. I'm going to piss all over that. And by the way, if you've got a problem with it, you're a fucking racist. Yeah, it's because you're racist. Well, okay. Well, society has now officially broken down then. <laughs> Which is why you yeah, have so much really violence all really the time. Is. People are reacting violently. And this is why. You break down the rules and the norms of society, you're going to have... Uh, <laughs> You're going to welcome in these circumstances where people react violently or, you know, these people are, uh, are probably lucky that you reacted the way you did. I'm sure the reason they have the guy wanding people at the entrance is because these imbeciles in, these, in this bowling alley have done the same exact thing, but the uh, recipient of that action has not responded as respectfully as you did. Oh, no, dude, they were waiting for me to say something. You because can tell. you welcome the violence. They You're... were waiting for me to say something. And it was like, that's why I, that was why we left, because it was going to be a fight. There was no doubt in my mind. Like, they, they were, they, it was yeah. because when I first got there, I, I went up to them and I asked the guy. The guy was literally sitting, dude, with my computer to type our names in. Was <laughs> literally like between his legs, touching his crotch practically, right? <laughs> and I was just, all I did was go over there and I asked him like really nicely, dude, just, you know, hey, you mind moving over? We got to use this computer. Just move over a little bit. And he, dude, he turned around. He's like, what is it? What do you mean? What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> and like he, he made this whole big deal out of it while he was trying to be Mr. Tough Guy. The fucking two ladies he was with just moved the table over, right? <laughs> Like I, the guy was like, I was like, dude, you, you want me? I gotta type on this computer. Do you want me to fucking sit? I, you want me to sit in your lap while I'm typing on this computer, or what's going on here? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's my fucking computer for my fucking lane that they're overcharging me for. God only knows why. Yeah, you know, it's costing me like fifty dollars for this fucking game of bowling. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, the least you guys could do is get this fucking ignorant fucking gangster wannabe off my fucking computer. You know. Man, we used to have uh, Brunswick Bowling by our house. Do you remember that behind the jewel? Cosmic Bowling, dude, yeah. Even before that, it was just Brunswick where you had to get the piece of paper, and that's how you filled in your score. It was the long piece of paper. Arlington Lanes, dude, remember Yes, and it was, uh, Uh, yeah. Behind the 7-Eleven? Behind 7-Eleven, man, by the diggity dogs. And, like, uh, it was just this dungy, smoky old place where old dudes in the neighborhood hung out, and you could still smoke in the bar there, and, like, Dude, it wasn't even a 7-Eleven. What was that called? It was, it was like, like a quickie quick mart. Yeah. <laughs> it was the quick stop. Yeah, man. That place was kind of great. They only had like one of the eight flavors in the Slurpee machine working at any given time. And it was Every always time. Coca-Cola. You know, it was never the ones you wanted, right? Like, no. Cherry. But, but you know, it was like a tradition of the neighborhood. It's like once you hit 13, 14, you stole cigars from there. It's where you got your black and miles, man, for sure. Of course. Where else are you going to get a score of that, man? One guy distracts with the slurpy machine. The other guy reaches over the counter, 
grabs the black and milds. <laughs> and a porno if you got time. <laughs> and a porno if it's a good friend, I think, is really what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, man. That's funny. We grew up in the days where the only access to porn you had was the shit they sold at the Quickie Mart down the street. Yeah, you had to steal the magazine, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, but remember that bowling alley, dude? That was old school bowling alley. Old school. Alley. Like, like, it, it had no, the smell and everything. Oh, you, know? you walked in and everything was yellow, like yeah. smoke-stained yellow from the 70s, <laughs> and nothing had changed. It was, And it wasn't even like a computer monitor. It was literally just like a magnified projection of what you were writing. Oh, it was incredible. I, on the, on the, you know? We had birthday parties there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, absolutely. That's how poor we were. I'm sure (laughs) has like Legionnaire's disease all over it or something. It was definitely the cocaine room at night for the old guys. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back on it, now that I think of it. (laughs) For sure it was. (laughs) Yeah, that was was the best place. That's how bowling, you know, I remember bowling to be that way. Everything now is the cosmic, over-the-top kind of nonsense. But I would have taken cosmic over whatever the fuck they got going on over there. Yeah, well, that sounds like a horrifying situation. Something it, I cost me, it cost us $100 for a shitty flat beer, a pizza we couldn't even finish, and one game of bowling. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's the American experience right there, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's why the area is dying. Well, it's why uh, millions and millions of people, Mike, are just flooding into America. And I don't know if you are up to date on what's happening here, but we are uh, getting invaded currently. Is it an invasion? Well, it's about to happen next week. I wasn't savvy to this until recently. They are arriving in record-breaking numbers. Two million this year. This is NBC News, by the way. Wow. Masses of migrants. Not Fox News. I want to remind you, we're not listening to InfoWars here or Fox yeah, News. Not J- Jesse you know, Waters. This is a Newsweek. This is, this is the, Families, the real deal. children clinging to their mothers, forging rivers with little but the clothes on their backs. Roughly 2,500 migrants have crossed into El Paso every day this week, pushing the state to the brink. And that's before Title 42 is set to expire, when the Department of Homeland Security predicts the numbers along the southern border will swell to 18,000 a day. Wow! <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I wasn't going to really talk about this because we did a little bit on the Rio Grande uh, a few days ago, but... That's a huge swell. That's a lot. Oh, that's so much. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking people every day, dude. <laughs> dude, and El Paso's a tiny town. Yes, dude. That is like, that's an ocean of human bodies just streaming through the border. Dude, can I tell you something? We have a lot of immigrants here coming, and you can, it's starting to get noticeable. You're starting to notice them. Yeah. And I got to tell you, they're not Mexican. None of them are even Hispanic. There's nobody even coming up from South America, dude. I swear to God. You know, Mike, they're not you... sending their best. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. throw it in there. These are fucking, like, Haitians and Somalis and fucking... Cubans. What's up? Cubans. A lot of Cubans. Cubans. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, dude, these are people from yes, total every... different parts of the world. They're from Africa, Asia, everywhere, all over the place, South America. The, the, again, you're right. This isn't Mexicans. These are people from all over the world, unchecked, by the way. They're literally you know, just You know, Mexico through. is good. This is good. This, dude, we're on like 
I think it's like five years now that they've had more people, more Mexicans have left America for Mexico than the other way around. Oh, that's crazy. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Not very good here. Uh, your money doesn't go very far here like it used to. That's what they say. You got, they got outpriced. Yeah, you probably. Plus with all the shit that happened, like once Georgia <laughs> and all those other states started like passing these laws on migrant workers. Right. A lot of them left and they went back. Well, look, this is pretty wild stuff. I, I encourage everyone to go online. Uh, check out the video footage. I'm not exaggerating and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic or fear mongering or whatever. It's a literal like stream. It's a stream of human bodies just pouring in through the border. It's shocking. Where are they going? What are they doing? What are they, you know? I recently caught on local media here, on the local uh, Fox News, that they are sheltering many of these migrants here in Colorado, in Denver. Yeah. So if you think, well, we're not on the border, it's not affecting us, it is and it will. I mean, like, how long are you guys going to shelter them for? That's what I don't get. Look, Mike, we're first generation, man. We are proudly here as uh, sons of immigrants. And I think immigration is what makes this country one of the best countries in the world. It's yeah, but our family never got handouts from anybody. Well, uh, that's the problem. And yeah, I, yeah. you kind of called my attention to it. I didn't realize it was so rampant. But these people are coming here because of our welfare programs. Dude, 100%. These guys are not coming here to work. No. No, my own, dude. Our <laughs> uncle has a problem. We're like, you, some of these guys will come. They'll work for like two days and then quit. It's just long enough for them to keep the benefits going. You get that sweet, sweet unemployment, my man. It's it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, we need to cut these people off. They're trying to make them citizens. They're trying, you know, it's insane. Well, it's good for their voting base, right? Yeah, but it's ruining the country. I don't <laughs> think it's ruining the country, but. We can't just have this open border. I you think we cannot this, have this flood of people. A lot of negative consequences come out of just allowing an open stream of human beings to just flow right in through the border. There's you no other have, way to parse through like, it. Like you say, they're not sending their best, you know? Well, it's everybody, and it's a lot of desperate people. And desperation is not a good thing. And also, you know, <laughs> I know this was like an old talking point for conservatives back in the day. But the open border, like, if I'm a terrorist or someone who wants to cause, like, harm to people in this country, I could easily get through. I could come in undetected. Yeah, very easily. There's a lot of people coming through, and I, I just think that we've created an environment where drug and human trafficking is now freely going on, more so than it used to. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we just have created this lawless environment, and there's just no way that that's a positive place. There's no way this is a good place for children to be housed, hanging out at. You know, a lot of them are just hanging at the border waiting till Tuesday when this uh, Title 41 or 42 drops. So the, Yeah, no, know, I thought they're not going to be able to drop it. It will, it's still, they don't know, but they've heard. They're going to have the, to keep it in, they're going to have to keep it in place. You cannot. 18,000? Like 18, this is crazy. It's just absolutely It's like some migrants right there. The people walk in single file. The vehicle they're going to is a Border Patrol vehicle. We joined Governor Greg Abbott of Texas as he surveyed the border this week, one of the Republican governors fighting to keep Title 42 in place. That Trump policy implemented at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, which allows the U.S. government to immediately expel most migrants as a public health risk. 
Since March of 2020, it's been used nearly two and a half million times. What do you think happens next week when Title 42 comes to an end? If the courts do not intervene uh, and and put a halt to the removal of Title 42, it's going to be total chaos. But how do you how do you keep that in place? That that is about COVID. That is about public health. The same, <laughs> there's one side who wants to keep COVID in place to make money off of it. And now the Republicans are saying, okay, if you're going to use COVID as a gimmick, then so will we. And we're going to say, uh, we're going to use it against your immigration policies. And now, yes. and now they're like, oh, you're hypocrites. You, know? <laughs> like, you can't tell me COVID's still an emergency order because of COVID and That's... doing the vaccine and everything because of COVID. And then, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, we're we're going to end the border policies based on COVID. I mean, come on, guys. It's been three years. <laughs> so just Hunter Biden's this fucking story. <laughs> I just think oh, this it's is, old news, guys. What are you doing? This is brilliant by the Republicans. Like, yeah, COVID's still an emergency. Okay, Biden. Well, we're going to use it to stop your uh, insane border immigration policies. Yeah, it's a great play. And now the the people on the left are like, whoa, whoa, whoa! How could you want to use COVID as an excuse? I thought you claimed COVID was over. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, are you claiming COVID's over now? You can't. You know, you can't have it both ways. It's either an emergency or it isn't. And if it is, then we could all play emergency. But if only half of us can play emergency, then nobody can play emergency. That's that's how the game works. Did, did you see the new talking point on the left? About COVID and the vaccines? No, I can't wait, dude. I dude, I've already wait. heard the rumblings. No, no. <clears throat> we were misled by Pfizer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, asshole. You were supposed to be the guy that was looking into Pfizer, making sure they weren't misleading you and the people, instead of just taking the fucking money. I right? Wait. You're saying people on the left are now admitting what all of us insane tinfoil hack conspiracy theory nut jobs were screaming about for two years, which is no, no, no. They're not saying <laughs> that it's killing people. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you guys are being misled through the media, which is owned by the very companies who are selling the drug. So some politicians on their left are admitting now that they may have been misled by the scientists in Pfizer regarding the efficacy of the vaccine okay congrats when it comes to transmission <laughs> but they will not admit that it doesn't help keep you out of the hospital <laughs> so this is their new, dude this is uh you've seen those like 10 stages of what is it gaslighting or abuse <laughs> you know and eventually it's like yes we did lie to you and you are gonna die but <laughs> we love you yeah <laughs> well we did it to save you we, d- we did it for grandma um you remember they, uh, I can't even believe that they're just admitting it. They have to slowly admit what the truth is. And it was always going to be, yeah, they misled us. However, we can't sue them because we let you let us inject your five, uh, five month year old kid. Yeah. And so now that we're injecting the kids, we are unfortunately exempt from any kind of lawsuits. And I think now people are scared because DeSantis is opening up the investigation. Yeah, I did notice that the same week he announced that. Uh, it seems like the rats are fleeing the ship, actually. Oh. Yeah. Which is a good sign. When you see the rats flee, it means, you know, someone's going to be held to task for this. Probably 
just a giant payout lawsuit of the likes of which everyone gets 14 cents emailed to them at some point <laughs> 20 years from now. <laughs> I think you already got it. It was that $1,200 check. <laughs> That's <item>. right. <laughs> it was somewhere in the phone. you bought a scooter point? with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. So they're now just admitting it straight up. Some are. They're admitting yeah, the myocarditis of- that's out there at this point. And but did so, you hear the uh, the good news on that one? Uh, I imagine there's some sort of news article that says, why are, you know, yes, the vaccine gives you myocarditis, but why that's a good thing. Well, see, here's the thing, Frank. It gives you myocarditis. It's like one out of 800, first of all. So not even, <laughs> it's one out of 800, Frank, right? right? And then out of the one out of 800, it's like, it's only deadly to like one out of a thousand of those guys, right? Sure. So right there, your odds are like, it's like one in like 800,000 that you're going to die from it, right? So okay, right there, you're good, right? And everybody that had some kind of issue, well, that's the thing, dude. Now they're saying that it might be 70% have some kind of reaction that they, did, like, they didn't even know about. What I think is going to come out in the long run are the neurological effects. Oh, the hard thing's going to be really bad because now they're saying... They have no idea what the long-term effects are going to be, and their answer is, well, how could we know? We didn't have enough time to study it. You know, I vaguely remember a bunch of crazy nutjobs saying this about two years ago. <laughs> crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, man. I remember literally I go with my parents like, yeah, but you don't know long-term effects. They didn't study it. And they were like, no, but Pfizer said it's okay. The Mike, government said it's okay. And everybody says it's okay. Oh, we were science deniers, bro. Are you kidding me? Science and now they're, they're literally looking at you like, What'd you, what do you want from me, man? We, you didn't give me enough time. <laughs> How could we know? We didn't have enough long-term data. <laughs> it was... Don't look at me. I just work here. <laughs> I was just taking orders from that guy is what is going to be the line. Who was taking orders from the people that were taking surveys of his constituents. Look, the famous line from the Nazis was just taking orders. Yeah. That's what they're going to say here. Nure- Nuremberg 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I was just following orders. I was just following orders, man. Just doing what the boss told me. That's the truth. It's no, how I think you they're going to blame Pfizer. I think they're just going to... Yeah, Pfizer's going to be some the, asshole yeah. that nobody ever heard of at Pfizer who's going to go down for the whole thing. Well, that's why Pfizer exists. They can just take the fall as a corporation and they've made so much money that whatever the fallout may be when is it going to happen even it won't be soon right it's going to be it's going to be like the fucking opioid thing where it's like all right we're going to find you 1.5 billion they made eight no that's what i'm saying they made eight billion dollars and you're only taking away 1.5 10 years from now they're going to make some mini series on netflix starring michael keaton about pfizer and the mrna (laughs) vaccines and you know and Brad Pitt will play fucking Fauci again. It'll be some ridiculous, phony version, and we'll feel like people really won out as heroes because they finally paid out in the end. So ridiculous. It's a fucking stupid cycle of idiocy. It's going to be Matt Damon's going to, the Rainmaker remake, you know? (laughs) That's right. Come back as the lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be Matt Damon's, like, uh, Renaissance, you know? That's a great Rainmaker part two. The Pfizer edition. Pfizer Boogaloo. Yeah, I'm all about it. (laughs) Matt Damon. That's really good. I like that. Early Matt Damon. Oh, dude, did you see that movie, uh, Tucker, A Man in His Dream? 
No, I didn't know what you were referring to. And Dude, I never even like, heard of Netflix? this movie. What are we talking about here? Dude, I never heard of the movie. I never heard of the story or anything, right? I'm assigned only uh, two Tuckers in the history of mankind, and that's Tucker Carlson and Chris Tucker. So, Oh, dude, no, I, that's why I wanted to bring it up, man. I got to take the trophy away. There's a greater Tucker. You have a third Tucker? Uh, the greatest Tucker of all time. <laughs> the G-tote. <laughs> Explain. Expand on this Tucker for me. I never heard of this before, but this is it's apparently it's a true story, dude. This is Jeff Bridges, 1988. Oh, I love Jeff Bridges, by the way. He's the You dude, know who plays man. Jeff Bridges' son in the movie? Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Like the youngest Christian Slater movie ever. Wow. Yeah. But uh, it's about a guy who, after World War II in the 1940s, mm-hmm. just decided that the, the, auto, the big three automotive companies were fucking over the American people, right? All right. Because they, were just, they weren't putting in safety measures. They were doing shit that wasn't necessarily better, but it was cheaper. You know, like they were, doing, they were still putting in carburetors instead of fuel injection and everything. All righty. So he decided he was going to make his own car company. Nice. And he actually, they produced 50 cars. Some of them are still on the road today, but they're worth like millions of dollars. What are they called, Tuckers? Yeah, they're called Tuckers. Wow. All right. I'm and, not familiar. Uh, dude, they're beautiful cars. But one of the, so it's like amazing because in the movie, I, I even had to look it up, dude. The things he was pushing for in these cars, you might recognize them. Disc brakes. Wow. Right? Fuel injection. Okay. Seat belts. Uh, windshields that don't shatter. But pop out or like crump, you know, like so I'm looking at Tucker cars right now. Stylistically, they are awesome looking. Beautiful. They, they, Dude, they the were said to be, and yeah, they were man. said to be the most, the most, uh, like the best performing cars of their time. It was like one of the first. It wasn't one of the first rear rear engine cars, but it was the best. Tesla should which release a version of Tesla that are modeled like these. The Tesla Tuck. The yeah. <laughs> Tesla, the Tesla Tuck, it, yeah, the Tuckler, or no, something the around tuck- that. Yeah. <laughs> the Tuckla, the Tuckla. <laughs> no, dude, but the movie is amazing because it shows how the big three—they literally worked with the federal government to put this guy out of wow, business. Wow, the tr- shut down his life. The trunk is in the front, man. Yeah, it was. It was one of the first. Like they really mastered the rear engine, rear wheel car. Cool. And for 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 people that don't know. Like, your most highest-end sports cars nowadays, that's what they're putting in them. Rear engine or mid-engine is, like, considered... Even many of these powerful uh, Teslas that they have, it's rear engines. uh, Or, you know, there's nothing up in the front. You've seen these. Well, that's because they... Well, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want to embarrass you here. But no, they don't the, have engines. They have they, motors. I motors, and, and it's... Uh, yeah, motors are directly it's, on the axles. They're axle, on the uh, axles, so yeah, I know. Yeah. They, they have a... Yeah. I just like trunk. I like the trunk in the front, <laughs> dude. Big fan of the trunk in the front. <laughs> I'm telling you, they should make Teslas like the old, all these electric cars now, they should model them like the old school cars from the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I don't see why not, dude. Your, 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 design, your, your design opportunities are limitless because you don't have the engine or anything like that. And you don't have to make them nearly as heavy as the materials they were using before. Oh, you could do a carbon fiber. That's what I'm saying. Cool. And like, I just, I just think they could, there's such a lost opportunity with modern engineering in these cars where we could be... There could be electric cars cruising around that look like these badass automobiles from the 40s. Well, there's a couple companies out there, and it's like super expensive, like the ones that do it right. But you bring them an old car, and they'll make it electric. 
That's pretty cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Huge fan of that. Even though yeah, I, I think, think the, the electric one is like the old Mustangs, dude. This fucking awesome. I've been reading a lot on how these batteries for these electric vehicles and especially like the scooters are uh, huge fire hazards, man. Yeah. So I, we might be uh, ahead of our game here. I'll wait for the hydrogen version of the Tucker. That'll yeah, be didn't you? <laughs> the Hydro Tucker. <laughs> Didn't you hear about the fire departments in California? No, I did not. It's like a new thing where like they just they have to just let your Tesla burn. Really? Because it's like twenty five thousand gallons of water or something to put it out. And a lot of times that like one guy was saying one of the chiefs was saying they'll sometimes spray it for hours or even like a day and then they'll leave and it'll ignite again. Yeah, the batteries on these suckers, man, they're not good. They're dangerous. It's an incredible element, <laughs> lithium. <laughs> same ener- the same like the same thing we use in those batteries is also something that you can take and it'll balance bipolar disorder. Wow, isn't that incredible? That is pretty wild. Yeah. Well, we good. are products of the universe. <laughs> it's a good thing we uh we got the nuclear fusion discovery that we just talked about recently, you know, pretty soon we'll have uh floating cars, I could presume. Mr. Fusion like in Back to the Future 2. Uh, everybody brought that up. Oh, Mr. Mr. Fusion, where you take yeah. the you put the trash in and it See, the thing with that though, what people miss from the movie is Mr. Fusion is for the time machine. You, the the car itself it still needs gas to run right. to get to 88 miles per hour and which you would know if you watched it for the third one that's right isn't that when he goes back to the wild west yes and he blows the fuel line and in order to get back in time back to the future if you will uh, frank he doesn't blow the fuel line and gets shot with an arrow i yeah <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> you are correct sir so what happens when you drive through the plains of the Wild West, you know? <laughs> God, that whole series, flawless. It's the greatest trilogy of all, t- all time, so man. Good. <laughs> so good. The bear chases him out of the cave. <laughs> I just love my favorite scene in the third one is uh, when he's in the bar and they start to make him dance and he's, got, he's wearing the Nike shoes and he starts doing the <laughs> Michael Jackson. He's like, hee hee. It's so fucking <laughs> funny, dude. <laughs> It's literally maybe the funniest part of all three movies. <laughs> Dude, I love how it's like the same characters, but playing like different relatives. Oh, yeah. Michael J. Like Fox, the, man. And the third one, when Biff's like great, great, great uncle crashes the horse That's into right. the manure. Yes. Dude, that is so funny. Yeah, not enough credit to the dude who plays all the Biffs through time. He's a funny oh, guy. Just as good as Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah. And. By the way, these two dudes doing it well before Eddie Murphy, man. Yeah, oh, good call. Eddie Murphy gets all the credit for playing multiple characters in a movie. He did it with CGI and shit. They had very limited CGI in 1987. Could you imagine how hard that was in the 80s? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> they literally had to just get a guy that looked like you. <laughs> Why there's something really funny about trying to find someone who looks like an actor, you know, like especially before the internet too. You're like putting out ads in the newspaper and like <laughs> walking, ar- walking around town. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> it's 
counting people with binoculars from high points. It always makes me think of uh, Bowfinger, <laughs> one of the greatest Eddie Murphy movies of all time. So underrated. That's hilarious. Absolutely. And I was also picturing Wayne's World 2 when they all dress like the village people and they're hiding from multiple spots. And Wayne is the construction guy hanging from a telephone pole like with binoculars. It's fucking great. <laughs> It's a great scene, and then they escape Christopher Walken, right? Because they jump on stage, and the gay DJ at the gay club thinks that they're oh, the, yeah. he thinks they're the YMCA cats. So they he puts on the record. They all oh, they all do the movie. dance, man. I wonder from yeah, Aurora, I, Illinois. Man, uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is if you go to Aurora today, they still like look like the people in Wayne's World. Yeah, they, yeah, man and woman. It's really spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, was it? Is that the second one when Garth meets the girl that looks just like him? Yeah, it's fantastic. That is so funny. I They're eating it. the liquor. Absolutely. <laughs> when Aerosmith comes in the stretch Pinto. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, what God. a great scene. Just don't make movies like they used to, man. It's <laughs> the stretch Pinto with the flames, dude. <laughs> uh, well, if we ever make it big, that'll be our ride, Mike. All right, you know, you know the best part about that is when they had the Indian crying at the end. Yes, it's fantastic, and uh, nobody realizes. Props to our boy that the real Indian, the famous one from the ad. Oh yeah, actually an Italian man. Wow, not even an Indian. He's <laughs> an American-born. I think he was an American-born Italian. He's just like us. That's incredible. Well, they filmed the actual commercial in an olive field in southern Italy. That's what made that- it so real. <laughs> Or else you got to find a place so dirty. <laughs> There's like nine companies that are in charge of picking up the trash, That's and right. none of them ever do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that's why we got to go to nuclear power, right? Because we'll have the we'll be able to clean the environment. Um, nuclear fusion, man. Nuclear fusion, nuclear power. It unfortunately, solves two, it solves two problems in one because. Your byproduct is helium, which is a resource we need. Again, I don't know why we're so anti-nuclear, except for the fact, and maybe this is the only reason, because we're just always being freaked out by nuclear power. And, Mike, it's December. I knew they had one more in them, man. Russia's new nuclear threat, a weapon the country says (laughs) could hit any place in the world in 30 minutes. ABC's Tom Sukiburge is in Kiev with more. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, good morning, Janae. Another warning from Russia to the West about the arsenal of nuclear capable. Yeah, where's uh, DJ Khaled, dude? Another one. Here we go. He's got this missile that can shoot anywhere in the world. It's kind of a waste, dude. You're going next door. (laughs) I know. I'd save this one for a later war and shoot that one that can just fucking go across the lake. This is from yesterday. Didn't we do this two months ago? We literally did this exact same scenario two months ago, man. Disposal. The Kremlin putting a second Russian military unit equipped with a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile system called Avangard on active combat duty. The Avangard, like oh other God. Russian missile systems, has the necessary range to potentially strike the United States. What's significant about these hypersonic missile systems is not only the speed at which they can fly, several times the speed of sound, but that they can change course once they 
re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. They can baffle air defense systems, making baffle. them incredibly hard to shoot down. That said, one Russian analyst we spoke to calls the avant-garde unnecessary, avant expensive propaganda. <laughs> and with Russia failing in its war here in Ukraine, there's been plenty of nuclear saber-rattling, but there have been no concrete signs that Russia is actually preparing to use nuclear we weapons. call that nuclear The US warning off the Kremlin, saying it would respond. Eva? Dude. They just want this to sound like Thor 4, uh, Love and Thunder, you know? That's like their whole... F <laughs> Everybody be prepared for Avangard! That's why they Man. had the British dude come out and tell the story. If they had an English, normal American dude saying this, it wouldn't have the power that it has with the British dude, and he's like, Avangard! You know why it doesn't have power, Frank? Because I literally just looked at my HBO Max the other day, and what, com what comes up right away? Who's talking with Chris Wallace? Feature, <laughs> oh, featuring Vladimir Zelensky. Wow. All right. So am I supposed to be worried about the nuclear war about to happen over this guy's country? Or does this guy have enough time to go sit down with Chris Wallace? Wow, dude. Wow. Right? Like, which one is it, people? <laughs> you know, nuclear war is about to happen, but he just got an Oscar from Sean Penn. I, what is going on here? <laughs> right? Well, also, like, is our... Like he's retreating forces. I thought. I is are we winning? <laughs> right, right. You just took over areas are we that they took over ten years ago. It's the same back and forth, and I'm not even kidding. We talked and joked about this whole nuclear war threat. Remember the uh, the t the tactile nukes? Oh yeah, who could forget? It took me a month to figure out what that meant. You explained it to me over three or four episodes, and I still never got it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, it's the same thing they used on the World Trade Towers. I'm just assuming everything is 24 with Jack Bauer, and it's all in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a snook. It's inside Hillary's uh, snatch. It's in her snatch. Yeah, of course. That's a the great whole time, episode. The whole dude. time, I knew it. Uh, nukes. We're back to nukes. Back this to is nukes. so dumb. Yeah. This is hilarious and dumb, and I... You know, my whole routine, I get the stuff I want to talk about, stuff we text each other, and then I skim through our favorite news, and I'm like, what's going on here? What's up there? I'm like, nukes? Again? Yeah, <laughs> man. I got so happy. I was like, fuck yeah. It's so funny because you know that the whole point of putting this out on Good Morning America or whatever the fuck it is, they're just trying to scare the shit out of some 80-year-old lady in her house alone who has nobody else to bounce this info off of and get, like, a legitimate response. Like, no, they're just trying to scare you. Oh, you got people like Nona's sister saying, oh, you should get water. Yeah, we have to prepare. they drop a nuclear <laughs> bomb in Chicago, that's what I'm we saying. won't have clean water. They know their target audience with this I nonsense, do. but it's total circus. Like, it sounds so dumb and... <laughs> To just see it there, you're like, what? What are you talking about, nukes? Didn't you just do this whole fucking song and dance two months ago? Oh, we're just bad. We're just recycling. It's um, it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. But and you know, he's like Putin's doing this in response to the Patriot unit, Patriot missile unit getting sent over there. Oh, so you're saying this is all real? I see. I like the idea that this is all just phony baloney theater, and. We really don't have the full scope or idea of what's truly happening in Ukraine. That could be. But we're definitely sending Patriot missile units. I think we're sending, mis like, you know, we got to be sending units just to sure, yeah, just but to spend the money. <laughs> nukes, come on, man. I just think this is all. No, nukes aren't going to happen. This is funny. Come on. At this point, we, 
I think they're trying to scare people, but it's more funny than that. And more and like, what's he gonna do with? Is he really gonna nuke the U.S.? Is that what? Is that what they're saying? That's what I'm. Like, is that? Is this the threat? Is this what you guys are saying? Should we be hiding under desks again? Oh yeah, remember those fucking drills. Let's think back long enough. The playbook kind of feels similar. It's a familiar use of language. Let's scare the pants out of everyone. It's funny. Nuke war was such a like easy tactic for the powers that be, you know, during the fifties and what have you. Uh, remember the Cuban missile crisis? Yeah, maybe maybe it's not so much right now because there's nobody alive that remembers Hiroshima. It just feels kind of like maybe all these nuke crises all the way back through time were never really truly there. If this one is so laughable, maybe it's because they've pulled the joke so many times. Yeah. So like nine. What if they're not jo- what if they're not joking this time though? Are we talking? Uh, are we in a boy cries wolf scenario here? Yeah. The problem is, it's like you got to separate like Putin from the media. Like I do believe he is probably like lining up units and stuff just in case, right? Sure, maybe. Yeah, be a fool not to. Seems like there's uh something else going on here. Like let's say, I would be more inclined to be on the side of there's a new world order at stake, and Putin kind of stands in the way. In order to yeah. reshape this new world. I'm trying to say, like, the this, this story is laughable because of our news, right? It's, I do think he would use it if he was back into the corner. I don't think the war is going how we say it's going, and that's why I don't think he's going to use it. But Let me ask you this. Are we both in agreement? Are we at the same spot where we are witnessing a uh, great reset of some sort similar to what happened during World War I and World War II? A realigning of the states and the powers? No, I think no. they tried. <clears throat> I think they tried and it failed. You think the attempt is gone and done? Yeah, I think there, there's some places they're trying to hold on to it, but maybe for the, the most part. Maybe it's all just small steps to a bigger move. Maybe part of this uh, new modern great reset, they need this nuclear war, if you will, to occur in this new battleground that has become Ukraine and this will be the staging ground for World War 3 and then the result of World War 3 will be the new reset in the new world order maybe I don't know come on could be crazy no yeah I don't think so either I think, I they think this, is just, yeah, this is just people making money it's a proxy war yeah, I, I'm 100% on the, uh, it's all about the money. You I th- shut down Afghanistan, you know, you, what are you going to do, close down Raytheon? Look. Lockheed Martin? Now you got to keep these people employed. We got to go to war somewhere. It's the same with COVID, though. I actually think it was just about the money. I, I would love to be on team. There's this massive nefarious plot to depopulate the world, but I think mostly it was just, let's make a big ton of money off this fucking thing that escaped a lab. Yeah. 
Yeah. Making a ton of money always makes more sense. It's always about money. It's always about money. Come on, right? Glad that COVID was more of a power grab. Yeah? A 9-11 yeah. style? COVID was a huge power grab. And the fact that, like, look at 20, look at the, look at the election we just had. Like, well, I, think they're st- <laughs> I think they're still reaping the rewards for grabbing onto that, that, that power. Like, I think there's people out there that are still voting, like, Democrats are the ones that saved their lives during the pandemic. <laughs> I think this may you have know? been one of the most crooked elections in the modern era, this past midterm. Yeah. Seems a little sketchy in some places, but... I think it was strategically sketchy. Wasn't yeah. so sketchy in the places it didn't need to be. Well, eh? 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 <laughs> I don't want to be called an election denier. Me neither, but uh, in regards to pandemic, pandemic restrictions, and uh, the vaccines and all that jazz, I was reminded this weekend that we are upon a glorious anniversary. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yes, we are, my man. We're survivors uh, of... Maybe one of the worst predictions or, shall we say, threats in the modern era from a president. It was this uh, week, a year ago, Mike, that we all needed to prepare, sir. I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for themselves, their families, and the hospitals they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated, you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death, period. Number two, booster shots work. Three, boosters are free, safe, and convenient. So go get your shot today. Go get boosted if you had your first two shots. If you haven't, this guy is just filled with misinformation. This could get kicked off Twitter, I think. (laughs) Where's YouTube, dude? They're about to kick us off for this. (laughs) Could it be more misinformation in this? This is like 100% wrong, dude. I want to see everyone around enjoy that. I want to see them enjoy the fact that they're able to be in school, the businesses are open, and the holidays are coming. Omicron is here. It's going to start to spread much more rapidly at the beginning of the year. And the only real protection is to get your shots. If you get one shot, if you haven't gotten it yet, that'll help. If you're at a point where you have everything, including your booster, you're in really good shape. So move now. Move now. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that did not age well, huh? Folks, that was one year ago. We were all threatened and warned with the winter of illness and death. Death. 
May I remind running the hospitals. I want to remind everyone that it was just a week ago, or maybe two weeks ago, the Washington Post had the now famous or infamous headline about how, yes, it's true, mostly vaccinated are dying from COVID-19. Winter of severe illness and death. Well, never hit. We su- there are survivors amongst us out here in this world, and I am very impressed that we defied all scientific logic and reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> all the predictions from all the smartest biologists and virologists, right? It's interesting. I don't know, man. I don't think the unvaccinated get enough credit, dude. Honestly, you had a government program designed at completely concealing all information regarding the vaccine, right? Yeah, it was a the media, yeah, the all the tech companies, yeah. everybody was against you. It was everybody was working to get you to get vaccinated, <clears throat> you know, to keep you from finding out the real information. And some people out there still said, nah, I don't want it. Yeah, it was gut instinct, I think, for many people. And it's like, dude. People should be following those people more often. Well, I just don't understand. Weren't we raised on, you know, shit, man. Pink Floyd, mother, should I trust the government? You know, like we were totally, I thought all of us were raised on that generationally. Like, what, they're offering me a free cheeseburger and french fries and donuts? No thanks, pal. That's that's the worst part. It was the baby boomers, dude, that were the most like, oh, you need to do this to save us. Excuse me? What happened to my generation? What happened to hope I die before I get old? You fucking hypocrites. It's Yes. It's crazy to think about what happened. And we are completely trying to culturally and societally forget what occurred two years ago. Oh, it's unbelievable. I played this clip earlier for Emma of uh, Biden saying this, and I said, can you believe this was one year ago? One year ago, we were talking about mandates and whether or not we could visit family, travel outside of the country, whether or not we could apply for certain jobs. I couldn't go into restaurants in Chicago. We were literally, I was literally going what? in there to rob the toilets, but I wasn't allowed to stay and eat. Literally a year ago. That's yeah. how close this is. And I still can't believe the numbskulls out here went and voted this shit back into office. Oh, they voted it in fucking... More than ever. It's or they didn't, and the whole thing was a frickin' scam. I don't uh, know what to believe anymore. I, here's the problem. I'm surrounded by so many fucking idiots out here that I don't know if these retards voted in the same garbage because they don't know any better, or if the thing was rigged. Both seem I, true at the same time. I think it's both. <laughs> did, you hear that? did you hear the funniest joke about the governor's races? No, no. There's more women than ever, dude. There's going to be 12 women governors. Wow. All right. That, that means there's going to be 38 states with dinner on time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it credit. I think that was from Saturday Night Live, uh, Colin Jost. Well, hey, they're, they're making a comeback. I think I told you. I caught a little SNL not too long ago, and they seem to... Be swinging a little back to the middle. Yeah, but they got a real hard on for Elon, and it's not funny. You know? I've kind of noticed this uh, universally. There's a big old giant hard on for Elon everywhere. 
It's in all social media. It's in all news. It, it, like, I'll just click on the AP, and they'll have their third or fourth article be something Elon and Twitter. They need to get him to lose popularity, and they need Twitter to lose. They need Twitter to fail. Otherwise, what's going to stop other people from doing it with YouTube? You know? It would be wonderful if someone could buy out YouTube and let us say whatever we want. (laughs) How great would that be? But for now, YouTube, fuck yourself. Uh, Seriously. (laughs) Dave, Dave Rubin, hit us up. Here's the best part about YouTube. I wasn't even putting an effort to put our content on our on your site. It was just doing it automatically. People, Not even every episode. And like five people were listening to it, and it still cheesed your nuts. Go fuck yourselves. It's you unbelievable. Off, <laughs> I just like how, to- <laughs> how afraid of are you of the truth? That's what I'm saying. It's just right? a couple of drunk idiots talking nonsense about trannies and fucking Elon Musk and Joe Biden. <laughs> You're so scared about the truth of the vaccine that a plumber from Chicago talking about it is too much? Yeah, that bothers you? It's amazing. You can't just put a doctor out there to counter my points? Like, that's how scared you are of this? Or just shadow ban the account like Twitter. Come on, you don't have to ban yeah. us or kick me off. I was paying, by the way, assholes. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> It's all right. I'll be back under a different name. <laughs> Dude Man Podcast 2. I'm going to call it YouTube Podcast. <laughs> the Tube You Podcast. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, who owns YouTube? Uh, who runs it? It's, I don't even know. I assume it's Google, then uh, probably some mix between Bill Gates and some alien lizard life force that we don't know about. All right. Oh, well, they're Democrats, so it's definitely some kind of lizard. It's it's definitely a lizard. Are you on board with the lizard people? Are you familiar no, with David get Ick? The fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. It's David Ick? Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, you're not down with the lizard folk? Come on, man. No. Not even slightly lizard? No. All right. Although Bill Gates, boy, that's a hard one to argue. He looks like a lizard. Very lizard-like looking. There's a few of these people in power. They got lizard-like features. I don't know. Maybe they have the same uh, plastic surgeon. It's like in uh, Men in Black at the end, where he's like, Dennis Rodman? Not much of a disguise. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you know what it is with Hollywood? They put it out there in front of us to see, but not, you know what I mean? So we don't believe it. But we believe yeah. it, right? So it's there. Dude, like they're admitting it. <clears throat> Dude, I heard the greatest thing about Dennis Rodman. I forgot what the coach's name was. But he was saying that, uh, like, Dennis Rodman is a great player, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, it's really good. Like, he was saying that Dennis Rodman is like, I would never bring him on my team, not because he's going to go out and party the night before the game, right? Sure. He's like, Dennis Rodman will go party the night before the game. He'll party all morning. He'll get two hours of sleep. He'll come, and he'll get 30 rebounds, (laughs) right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a monster. 20 steals, like, he'll, he'll just be a monster of the court. He's like, that's not why I don't want him on the team. I don't want him on the team because not everybody can do that. And he's not going to go out by himself. So he's going to go out, he's going to bring a couple teammates with him. <laughs> a couple of rookies who don't know any better. Absolutely. Who don't know any better, and then those guys are going to come <laughs> the next day and just play, like, dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> it was so funny. But then they were talking about the genius of Phil Jackson. Oh, yeah. And, like, that was one of the ways he was, they were able to, like, 
tame him was more about taming the guys around him. The worm is uh, another creature, man. There was no one like him in any other sport ever. I've never heard of any athlete. He was with so the same good, stories. and teams did not want him. He was lit. He was banging porn stars and Playboy models, man. Yeah, <laughs> and Madonna. That's crazy. Yeah. What athlete right now is just like there's? You know what I'm saying? He's at Vegas and he's banging the hottest chicks in the world, and then he's going out there and he's like one of the most dominant athletes on the planet. Which one is it right now? I can't name one in any sport. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, great. That's hard to. Uh, Rodman stands alone. He's he's like a. He was the worm. He kind of defines superstar. Like, he defines logic. Most humans, most normal yeah, guys couldn't a, do what he was doing. He was a defensive doing. basketball player, right? Yeah. He was a defensive player in the NBA, and then he was making the cover of Rolling Stone. Did you hear about Draymond Green from a, couple we- uh, from a week ago? Maybe it's just even a few days ago. He got a fan ejected from a game because he... He claimed the fan was threatening his life, and the fa- they interviewed the fan afterwards, and he told them what he said. I can't remember. It was really nothing that he said, apparently, and the uh, stadium where the game was at reimbursed his tickets and gave him you know, Good. tickets to another okay. game and all this stuff, and it's just so ridiculous. And all I could think about reading it was, first of all, this season started... With the most dramatic off-season moment where Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole, one of his teammates, in the face in a practice over nothing, and the video went viral, and it's a really stupid video. It looks like Draymond just lost his cool and punched the dude in the face, (laughs) which is ridiculous. Let me ask you something. When he got the fan ejected, was he losing? Yes. Yeah, okay. So... (laughs) Notice him, LeBron, like nobody kicks a fan out when they're winning. Nobody. Here's my point because we were talking the worm. The most famous kick out of Rodman's career is he kicked out his foot into a cameraman's crotch when the guy got in his way on the court. (laughs) And nobody was mad at him. (laughs) I think he got suspended a game. Maybe. I think he just got fined, actually. And nobody in Chicago was mad at Hey, the guy should have got out of the way. What Get the out of the way. You're in the way of the worm, man. He's hey, trying his to make foot a was moving. Your crotch <laughs> shouldn't have been there, asshole. That's what I'm saying. It was the most famous kick out of the NBA season. <laughs> you should be happy. That's a fucking $40 million foot that just touched your fucking <laughs> pr- <laughs> you know, your Dray- worthless body. Draymond Green, you're so soft, man. You hear something from the stands and you get someone kicked out, you wuss. That's, pussy, that's what I'm dude. saying, dude. And we're talking about the legend of the worm, who, by the way, Draymond Green, his game is very similar to Dennis Rodman. He's he's a rebound machine. He's a defensive monster. He really his whole game is based upon his defensive, you know, presence and, you, you know, being just a strong monster on the court that way. So he can supply the ball to the big scores, just like Rodman did. It does, Rodman. No props to that, to the fact that he was the first non-binary, dude. LGBTQ, whatever. Yes, this is... He, he was all of them. He was the everything. He was the all-gender man. He was literally everything. <laughs> you know? 
I just find it funny, dude. We've gone a long way from the worm kicking people in the nuts to get out the way to uh, Draymond Green kicking people out because they said something about him. Like LeBron did the same fucking thing. LeBron dude. did what the exact. These guys? these guys are queens, man. They, they're such prima donnas, dude. How did you make it all the way to the NBA with like no thick skin? Dude? Here's what Nobody it is. Fun of you along the way. LeBron's a prima donna, and the worm was fucking Madonna. That's what the difference uh, is. That's the di- and was probably getting fucked by Madonna. Like this guy was <laughs> freaky. He was oh, fucking yeah. Madonna while being fucked by a dude named Madonna. I got you on that one. You're talking about some pegging action. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worm. <laughs> they didn't call him the worm for nothing. <laughs> <laughs>